Shut up and sit down. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and start. I don't know what the hell all that was about, but all righty. Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We had a... Oh, that's what it was. I, <laughs> I just figured out what my problem was. I had YouTube open in the background, and it started playing. I was like, why is it echoing so bad? Anyways, let's go ahead and start. We're already here. To hell with it. Uh, this This conversation will be worth it anyway. So... Let me go ahead and bring on uh, my my guest, or not my guest, my 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 good buddy uh, from out in Oklahoma, the the chair of the Oklahoma Libertarian Party, Mister Will. He had to, Hello, he had to look fancy sipping. And then what? I had to, you had to look fancy sipping out of your cup. Yes, I did, man. I'm all fancy today. Um, I just saw that this picture. I'm looking at the news today, and you know, Kintaji Brown got confirmed to the Supreme Court. Have you seen the picture of her and Biden hugging each other and crying? Yeah, the judge, uh, the the one that said that there are no natural rights. Right, that one, yeah, precisely. Mm. Yeah. I'm crying awesome. too, we're all crying. Uh, well, if you want to cry with us, you can go over to Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. And you can hang out with us on all those platforms and find our content. Damn right. And don't forget to go to TollerForKY.com. James Toller for Kentucky People Over Politics. He's running for the Kentucky State House. He could use your support. Go to his website. Donate to his campaign. If you're a Kentuckian or anywhere in the area, volunteer. Help him get elected. Damn it. I hate when this lands on you. (laughs) You want to hit it and I'll do the next one? All right. Libertarian Party veteran cockass. Leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and please join our Discord if you are a veteran. Go to uh, itstimealaska.com if you'd like to help Chris by become the sole congressman in Alaska. They've only got one house seat. So... Go help the man out. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, what more do you want? He, We need to help Chris by beat Sarah Palin. That's what we need. That's that's it. What more do you want? Uh, <laughs> um, and, dude, I love Chris, by the way. He was an awesome candidate. And I'm also wondering who Dale Darnell is. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Braxton. It sounds like his humor. But uh, Chris yeah. Bai was awesome. I would seriously, if I'm in Alaska, Alaska is lucky to have him and Sean Thorne this year. Real talk. As far as yeah. a state with solid libertarian candidates, that's awesome. Uh, use the hashtag Chris for AK if you'd like to show your support. And show your support for the most important people on the earth. 
me and bootleg. So go to notarealpodcast.com and buy our t-shirts and learn about our rich histories as individuals. RedemptionTactical.com. Jen, cue the link in the comments, please. Go to Redemption Tactical if you want some Gucci-ass, you know, plate carriers, masks. If you want a riot shield, if you want to out cops, the cops, and get you your own riot shield. When they form the riot line, you form another one back and you push against them. (laughs) Just just out, out riot shield them motherfuckers. Dude, I've really wanted to, like, plan... A thank you, Jenny. You're the best. Um, I'd really like to plan an anti riot police like training. Basically, teach people how to like organize like a tortoise. Like everybody brings shields and shit. We do the tortoise like Roman century. And then think about this. What about like paintball and Roman candles? Shoot some fucking fireworks at those dudes. They're gonna run. They're gonna scatter. Like especially um, you know, like the big fireworks you put in the uh, tubes. What are those called? Uh. The mortars? Mortars, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about putting some of those, but not throwing them in a tube. Just lighting those and throwing them in the middle of them, dude. You can make those fuckers scatter. You don't have to kill or hurt a single person. Speaking of killing or hurting people, I'm going to dive right into this first topic. The Libertarian Party should 100% uh, remove the non-aggression principle from its platform. As soon as Reno. How why is that? The if you dive really deep into the philosophy of the NAP. Now I hate philosophy. Like I go on every show I'm ever invited on to. Like today I was on Good Morning Liberty talking about how I hate philosophy. However, if we are going to base our party platform on a philosophy, it should not be the non-aggression principle. The reason why is because the non-aggression principle states that you cannot initiate violence. Well, what if you're required to initiate violence to prevent other violence? For example, uh, if someone is walking in a, an aggressive manner towards a child and I use force to stop that person, I'm actually the aggressor in that situation. I don't know for certain that they're going to do something negative to that child. However, my instincts kick in. I step into the situation asserting myself that's considered violence. Number two, uh, who was it? I got the note here. Um, Rothbard actually defined uh, violence against the environment as pollution. So driving a vehicle would actually be considered a violation of the NAP or using materials from the environment that don't, uh, that aren't environmentally like conscious is actually a violation of the NAP. So it's so vague, it's so incredibly vague and so stupid that it shouldn't be included on our platform because it puts us in a weird spot where we can actually be violating it. And therefore, we're, we're essentially saying that we can't be libertarians because we're violating the basic precepts. What we should do is refocus our efforts on protecting the rights of the individual, not some arbitrary bullshit such as an aggression principle. Violence is not bad. It's not. No, violence true. is what's oh go ahead yeah i'll let you i'll let you chime in on this before i get to the next rant uh, no no i think <laughs> i think you're absolutely right dude i think braxton had a really good point force is not the same as violence um i think that's really true um and i think that's worth talking about but i think you hit on a really um big issue not only for libertarianism and the nap but kind of all concepts and, and philosophy it's like 
we're we're we know what the core of libertarianism is you know it braxton knows it i know it jenny knows it every single libertarian on this planet understands it to some extent but to put that core into words is really really difficult to describe what does what does protecting human rights mean how can we define that as a standard for everybody so that nobody's confused about it and disagrees about it um and so I do think the NAP falls short of that. And because you're right, it's a little too wordy. It's a little too confusing. Um, there's not really one that's like the official stated NAP. There's a lot of versions of it too. Um, so I completely agree in the sense that we do need to find a better way to verbalize that concept. And Jessica has mentioned that before, and she's a much uh, more recent person into like the libertarian culture and stuff. So she kind of has a fresher set of eyes to look at that. Um, but I definitely think that that needs to be adjusted and improved. So I think you're right. I think you're you're also wrong that like I think the NAP's scratching at the idea, but you're right that we need to do better because it, it's yeah, there are times to use violence against people and using the word force kind of it, it muddies the waters. I don't know if it's a perfect mm-hmm. definition. Yeah, I'm not saying that we can't adhere to parts of the NAP. What I'm saying is it shouldn't be a part of our our our, our party platform, right? What I'm saying is remove it from the platform, use it as we can we can re- reference it if we want to, but it shouldn't be what we define the party as because that's not what the party's supposed to be about, right? It's about rights and individual individualism, uh, volunteerism, all these things. It's not about uh, uh, pacifism. It's about protecting rights. You can't protect rights if you're not violent. About pacifism either, though. In a way, it is. Uh, it's it's. And I'm, I'm referring to more of like a, a more historical context of uh, pacifism. It's more of like not starting stuff more so than like, you know, the, the biblical sense of turning the other cheek, even, you know, no matter what, right? Like you don't right. respond. We have to, we do have to respond. And, and here's another thing. Uh, going against the state will be violent, whether it's with it, whether it's violence in the streets or violence at the box. The, the the voting box. It's going to be violent one way or the other. It's not going to be peaceful. There will be no trans, a peaceful transition of power from the government to the people. It's not going to happen. I, I, t- so I guess what I'll say is my, my problem with the NAP is it sounds too much of like pussy philosophy. It sounds soft. It sounds like it sounds passive, right? It sounds like you have to turn the other cheek. That's my opinion. We hmm. We have to stop being about just, you know, the kumbaya hippie shit, you know, which it's not always wrong. But we do have to be more aggressive. We do have to start forcing ourselves into these situations. We do have to start forcing ourselves into the government and bringing it down hard, whether that's whether that's through the voting box or in the street. But it's going to be violent and it's going to be aggressive and it's going to be fucking mean and it's not going to be fun. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, this is like kind of an unfair question, but like if you if you had to word the core principle of liberty yourself, what how would you say that? Because you said like defending rights. And I do agree. I think you're right. It is kind of pussy. From a marketing standpoint, it doesn't sound powerful and it doesn't sound strong. So I, I agree with that. But what, how would you word it if you could decide? And I know that's kind of hard to come up with instantly. You're talking about like a, a replacement for the NAP or like a, a core philosophy? Well, both, right? Because that's kind of the same thing. It's like the NAP, what it is, is essentially almost like the only law libertarians have to obey. So if there was only one rule 
you couldn't violate as a libertarian, how would you define that rule? It's simple. You, you, the, and it's kind of the way that the constitution lines it out. It's the declaration of independence, the bill of rights, all of it summed up into a very brief synopsis. It's the rights of the individual shall be protected at all costs. Okay. Um, but I like that. And from your and I's understanding of rights, that makes perfect sense. But you know, to a leftist, oh, so their health care must be protected at all costs. Their, their housing must be, their clothing, their food, their uh, mm-hmm. ability to travel, their ability to um, you know have Starbucks and iPads and iPhones and a good cell phone. All those things are rights to some people. So there's and that. that's why, and I, I gave you one sentence, and if you want to break it into like a more detailed thing, you can actually do what the founding fathers did and define what your rights are. It would be super simple. You, you outline you have the rights to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, property, and religion. Bam, that's it. Those five should cover almost all of it. I'm going to make, you just gave me a fantastic idea. I'm going to make a violence flow chart or not a flow chart what are the a decision chart you know those things that's like it gives you the yes or no and it's like yes and you keep going i'm gonna make one of those for the nap instead so it'll be like can can i hurt this person be like did they hurt you first no did they hurt someone else first no then the answer is no uh can i hurt this person did they you know invade your property okay yes we need to make that so we have like some clear lines well what if you use violence to prevent someone from being uh some for to prevent violence on someone else yeah, that's that's to me that's stopping the use of force. I don't think that violates the NAP's wording. You know, that's um, that's. Are you? Because if you if you're the if you're the aggressor in the situation, because if you look at it right, so let's say, let's say two people are having a verbal altercation, right? Like you and I are verbally uh, haranguing each other in a public space, but then people grab both of us. Well, who's the aggressor in this situation? It's a good question, man. And sometimes, sometimes fights really do start just like organically in the moment, like a fucking big bang, like an atom splits. But that's very rare in fights. I don't know how many like fights and altercations you've been in, but most of them, somebody's a little hotter handed than the other person, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's typically an aggressor, especially when it comes to the actual physicality of the fight. But uh, yeah. It is complicated, though, man, because you're right. We need to make sure that whenever we're explaining it, we know that people can use violence and they can they can protect others and protect rights from violent people. Um, it's just that when we define the word force, to me, for the NAP, it's not like the word force in science where it just means, you know, an actual force. It's like the act of forcing someone into something. So I think that's kind of why that word, um, why we use it. But I think we could use a better word probably. Let's see. I've got a, I've actually got a really interesting article from libertarianism.org. I'll actually post in the comments here. I'll see what people think about this. I've been I've been looking through it. It's it's not really something I use for my kind of my conclusion on it. I just think the NAP is number one too vague in some spots and then too specific in others. I think it's I think it's I think it's a poorly drawn out philosophy, just in my opinion. I think it I think it's too soft, right? Like that's just my opinion. I think I think we have to be more violent, more aggressive, and more just more human, right? Like humanity yeah. is violent and aggressive. Like everything we touch, we destroy. We've we've eradicated multiple species on this planet. Um, 
whether whether it's for our better uh, our betterment or, or our detriment, don't know. But I'm thinking of this quote. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Give me a moment. So just kind of along the lines of what you're saying. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Mencken. Every normal man must be tempted at times to spit on his hands, hoist the black flag, and begin slitting throats. Henry Lewis yep. H.L. Mencken. Uh, so, yeah. So I just think that that kind of, you know, speaks to it is the fact that in all of us, there is a time for violence, and there is a time to act up and, uh, and fight back. Uh, but we have to be extremely Carol. Carol? Carol? Carol. Carol Baskin, you cats and kittens. God, you beat me. Just <laughs> <laughs> to be extremely careful about. I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, There's a time for violence in all men. Yeah, very, very careful about when we choose that time. Because pretty much any time somebody's an aggressor, they're going to look bad on TV and media. They're going to be really easy to paint them as the bad person. Um, so I think we have to be really selective. I'm reading a book about Abraham Lincoln right now, and I actually started a new book about him today because I'm really obsessed with um, the abolition time period. It's super interesting. But what's interesting about Lincoln is there were a ton of far, far, far more radical abolitionists against slavery, and they were really frustrated with Lincoln for not trying to do more faster and being more aggressive and more violent about it. Um, he was actually super slow about the way he let things proceed, and he kind of waited for public opinion to truly back anti-slavery before they started the war and stuff and did the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and so I think there is strategy in not being violent and in waiting and playing the game by the rules that somebody else set up. As much as it sucks and as slow as it is and frustrating as it is, I think there's a balance and it's a fine line to walk, uh, but I think that Walking it is the solution rather than choosing one side or the other, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think the one thing that's kind of um, that really gnaws at me, too, is that you, you you don't know how to be peaceful unless you know how to be violent. Right. You, you can't know what peace is without the violence. So you can't know what it's like to be free without oppression. You can't truly know what it is. Right? Like it, it's. You can think you know what it is, but unless you have the yin and the yang, you don't know what the opposite is. It's true. It's really without, good knowing what, without knowing what freedom is, you don't know what oppression would look like. That's really fucking true. Like, think about what – I wonder what liberty and freedom mean to a Chinese person, you know? I mean – Or to a North Korean. Or a North Korean. I mean, did you watch the Joe Rogan with – um? What was the girl from North Korea? Park. What's her name? Nicole Park? Mm-mm. Naomi? Anyway, there's a there was a girl who escaped North Korea. Yeonmi. Yeonmi Park. Thank you. Um, there's a really good Joe Rogan you should listen to of her, of course. But um, she talked a lot about how in North Korea, they don't have words for lots of things. Like, I think she said they don't even have a word for I. So basically, like, everything's communal. And they've adjusted their language to, like, completely take freedom, liberty, individualism out of it entirely. So they don't even think of those things. So they don't even have words for them, you know? It's heartbreaking. Now, here's the other ironic thing is technically uh, having government at all would be a violation of the NAP, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
So if you have someone who places themselves as more important than you, that would be aggression, wouldn't it? Because if they have the power to do something to you, if you do something wrong. So let's say, for example, right, um, mm-hmm. there is a, a minimal income tax in the United States. We'll say it's like 0.5%, right? Like whatever, 0.5% of your annual income. Uh-huh. That's still aggression. You you would still you would still have to you would still be bound by anarchist philosophy or libertarian philosophy that you're being oppressed, though therefore you should fight back, right? Well even and that's that's kind of the thing is libertarian philosophy doesn't say you should. It just says you have the ability to or that has the right to, but it doesn't doesn't say that you should. And that's kinda of, I think where we differentiate between like founding documents versus uh, where we are now, founding documents or the founding fathers actually stated that if you are being oppressed by your government, you have your obligation. You are ob- obligated to fight against that government. That's why they were so adamant about the Second Amendment. That's why it's so absolute that it says you are responsible. No one else but you is responsible for fighting against that government. But wouldn't the LNC be the same thing? If it is a hierarchical no. structure. No, no. Now you're going to sound like a communist. Hierarchy does not equal oppression and use of force. Government does. So you're absolutely right, dude. If somebody tried to tax you 0.5% of your income and they sent you a tax bill and you didn't pay it. And so they showed up with your house to put you in a cage and you killed them. You would be right in my mind. You would have every right to do that. Every damn right. Um, but that doesn't necessarily – but the LP – does not force anybody to do anything. Nobody's ever going to come to your house with a gun to try to force you to do something. Um, yeah, hierarchies are not evil. Hierarchies are natural. Jordan Peterson said so. Lobsters have hierarchies, right? But well, I understand because you need, like, even even in a business, right? You need a hierarchy. However, doesn't the LNC or doesn't the LNC promote uh, federal campaigns? So, like, a president, a libertarian becomes president. Now they're a part of that system that's oppressing you. Because they're not going to abolish it overnight, right? Like, that's that's not realistic. So eventually... Yeah, but here's the thing, right? I think it's important, like, just because that government is taxing you 0.05% doesn't mean you can take an AK-47 into their office and murder everybody in the office. But whenever oh. those men come to arrest you, you can kill them. So it's like a fine line of making sure that when you're acting with violence, you're always doing it in defense. Because just because someone's connected to force doesn't mean they're the ones actually using it. Um, you and I are citizens of America. You pay taxes, right? So can I murder you? Because you support the U.S. government, too. You support violence and oppression. So, you know what I mean? It's like it's a it's a fine line. Well, I don't know that you you can victim blame on the tax system. I don't think that people are willingly paying taxes outside of the coercion of violence. Um, now, what I will say to rebut your statement is what if it's the police chief who sent the cops to your house? Or the mayor who's, who had the police chief send the cops to your house. Okay, then yeah, then I, I think that's fair. Sure, the police chief is guilty. But is the administrator who um, paid that police, who paid all the payroll for that police department, are they guilty? Who made, who had no direct control, but was, uh, you know, an accessory, essentially? I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a wild comparison here. And you tell me if I'm out of line or not. But did the German scientist who created the gas that killed Jews in Nazi Germany, is he complicit on in genocide? 
Even I if he didn't know what it'd be used for. If he didn't know what it would be used for, yes, I would think he's complicit. Um, if he did know what he, it was being used for, then he's guilty. Not No, he's he's complicit if he did know what it was being used for. If he didn't know what it was being used for, I think he's innocent. Um, because that's just him being a scientist, you know. But if, if he knew, of course. Um, but even if he did sort of know, that doesn't necessarily that mean that he knew to what extent. And that doesn't necessarily make him guilty of turning the showers on. Because he might not have done it in every situation, right? Like, I could make a mistake and contribute to a violent organization and then change my mind. And I'm not guilty of everything that organization does in the future. And I think that essentially is individualism, right? Like, we can't collectivize people. That's what our enemies do. That's what government does. So if we're attacking anybody who's connected to that, we're kind of collectivizing. We have to analyze everyone as individuals, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I chose violence tonight. I told you we was going we was going to argue, and we're, oh, we're going down this path. Bro, so, I'm pissed off this week. I want let's to hurt do it. somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to start a revolution today? You could tempt me, but no. I, I, I. It takes a lot of self control and maturity and wisdom and restraint to do what Lincoln did, and he ended slavery. Essentially, without him, it would have taken a lot fucking longer and been a lot more difficult. So when I feel that urge to be violent, I put it, I concentrate it towards effort that is actually effective, or at least that's my goal, because I think that's the way that we can actually change things and actually get shit done. That urge to hoist the black flag and start slitting throats, we got to put it towards door knocking and getting votes. And I didn't mean to rhyme, but that was dope. Yeah, I think I think I'm deep in the black pill category. I just I don't see a future where we vote our way out. I'll keep I'll keep doing I'll go through the motions and keep pushing candidates and all this. I just personally don't see the outcome that we want. I don't see us putting someone in power in the system, not offing them before they get there. We've seen we've we've seen what they did to Bernie Sanders and he's in the system. True. What makes us think that we can put someone outside of the system in to the system to destroy their system? True. And I, I am an optimist and a white pillar, but I do I do not necessarily think that our future in this country involves the United States government. I would really like to see the U.S. government completely dissolved and let us find new solutions within the states and, and local localities and municipalities and whatnot. So I'm with you there. But I'll tell you this. I am hopeful that liberty is the future no matter what, no matter what it takes. I know that people will understand liberty eventually because it's the truth, and you just can't change that. Um, So if I fail at getting people to understand these things pragmatically and our government gets worse and more oppressive and they're coming on our doors, I hope you succeed in murdering all of them, dude. I wish you the best of luck. Godspeed, and I'll be right behind you if it gets to that. I do think there do need to be white-pilled and black-pilled libertarians. I think – um, you need the optimism to bring people in, right? Like the, the, uh, for a military term, a salty son of a bitch like me, uh, will not be fantastic at converting a lot of libertarians. I think, um, it, now I can be white pilled if I need to, like just to try and talk to people, which is whatever, but I, I don't see this future where we don't fight our way out of this. Um, I just don't realistically, like just if I'm being honest, I don't. But I do, I, I do think we need to try the least violent option first, which would be voting. I don't personally think it'll work, but I'm not willing to just cast it aside and say, "Hey, 
let's just give up on this whole thing and we'll just wait till the shooting starts. Let's let's go through the motions until it starts. Why not, right? So where when does it start for you? Like where do you feel like is your personal line? Like, okay, when this thing happens, I'm walking out of my house with a rifle and and everyone is either an enemy or a friend at that point, you know? Maybe not that strictly, but basically I'm walking out into a combat zone and I'm gonna start thinking like it like it's a combat zone. When's that line for you? Well, I mean, when I leave the house, when I leave the house every morning, I think it's a combat zone. I could, I could easily walk out of my house, get into my truck, and pull out of my driveway, and cops pull me over and shoot me. True. Every morning, every single morning, it doesn't matter. And they talk about like, oh, well, you're white, whatever, you won't get shot. Bullshit. White people get shot every fucking day. It's yeah, not, it's not that. this insane thing. And and they 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 justify it by. Uh, saying, oh, well, he was a big dude. You know, look how aggressive he is. I'm six fucking six, 260 pounds. I'm not a small dude, am I? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, like, if you're, like, a five-foot fucking nine female cop, she's not She's not in the advantage situation. Cops require it. The way the system works now to be a, an officer in this country, you have to have the the, 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 the the balance has to be in their favor. They have to have violence on their side in order to control the situation. That threat of violence has to be on their side. So when I get out of this truck, I'm already, uh, the t- the scale tips to my side. More likely to get shot. Yeah, it's true. However, typically, when I deal, when I encounter cops, I, I'm just like, hey, you know, what the fuck do you want? And I'm like, Blah, 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 blah. I'm cordial. I cooperate and I deal with them because that's not the situation. That's not the time or the place. Uh, yeah, violence has to be used strategically. Yeah. You have, to, you have to be strategic about it, right? You, you don't want to just pop off and you end up on the fucking newspaper or some crazy person. Um, yeah. And you'll, you'll come across that way. And that's the problem with like what we're talking about with the NAP is like, even when you and I believe we're justified in using violence and when we are justified in using violence from our objective morality and, and what we understand as the NAP, we still have to think about how the public perceives it because we're fighting an uphill battle and we have to win hearts and minds. Um, and so we unfortunately can't just be objectively moral right now. We have to be very subjectively moral within the realms of societal norms um, so we can champion this till people understand it better, which but- is hard. To to answer the question you had proposed, which was, what point do I think I will personally go off the rails? Uh, it's the day that – now, see, collectively, I think the United States should have rebelled uh, at minimum. 1913 would have been fine. Yeah, or more recently in our lifetime would have been 2003 when the Patriot Act was passed. That should have been the the line that was drawn in the sand when people said, hey, this is a gross violation of our freedoms. That should have been it. However, me personally, the day that, you know, law enforcement encroaches on my property unlawfully, which it will come because most Mm -hmm. people don't understand what the law is. um, That'll be the day. I mean, you'll... there will be one single tech that's sent out to everyone and it'll say game time and you'll know bootlegs fixing to be on the fucking news. Dude. Yeah. I, I hope that never happens, but I'll, I'll be rooting for you. 
I, that's kind of my line too. I don't know if about them just stepping on my property. Like if the cops came to my house to arrest me for something, I would go with them as long as it wasn't like if it was feds, I'd be fucking scared. Um, but if it was my local police, I would go with them willingly and figure out what they wanted and shit. But if if agents, feds, local don't matter. If they ever come to my house and try to take my guns, I'm killing them. I'm gonna die. Well, that's or I'm gonna kill them that, all for sure. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like when they when they encroach on your property for illegal, immoral reasons, right? Like so. Mm-hmm. They come on your property and say, hey, uh, you didn't pay your property tax this year. We're kicking you out of your house. Like, fuck you. I paid for this land. I don't give a shit what homage you want me to pay to the fucking kings of this land. Yeah. But I own this property. This isn't yeah. this isn't serfdom. I own this land. You can either fuck off or my my AR and the, the safe will tell you to fuck right off. It's your choice. See, if they if they come to my house to take my guns... I want to, I'll hear what they have to say. I'll close the door and they won't see me again. They'll just take 308 rounds to their central mass. <laughs> but I'm I'm not telling them shit about a gun. I'm going to I'm walking away. I'm closing the door, walking away and that's the end of that conversation and they'll yeah. But I hope that day never comes. Dude. Luckily, I'm in Oklahoma and you're in Tennessee, so the chances of cops coming to take our guns are low. But uh you know, I don't I don't know, man, cuz I worry about federal laws changing. Especially with the kind of rhetoric you and I spew, like if this, if if an CIA or FBI agent heard this and wanted to demonize us, they could clip the audio and do it. You know, um, obviously, you and I know that we're not seriously like talking about inciting violence right now. We're talking about philosophy and our principles, uh, but they could do that. So what if what if federal law someday makes it where like if you're deemed um, an attacker or a uh, you know terrorist or an extremist, you can't have guns? I could see that happening in our future, and that worries me. It already does. Uh, if you are considered a domestic terrorist, you are no longer allowed any rights. You are actually see. That's the funny thing about the Patriot Act and all these all that legislation that came out that allowed them to basically throw people in Guantanamo Bay for little exactly. to no crimes or evidence. Uh, we can we can we are already classified as domestic terrorists, as we've seen. Uh, the the former CIA director under Obama has said that libertarians are domestic terrorists because we openly oppose the federal government. The the omnipotent state is afraid of a bunch of assholes who think that they're fucking wrong for stealing people's shit and then just saying that they're okay for doing it. Like it's like, oh yeah, you know, we're thirty trillion dollars in debt, but it was because we had to build a bunch of fucking roads that still have potholes in it. Or, you know, we needed to make sure that your local police department had an APC so they can fucking shoot your dog from across the street. Yeah, from inside a fucking truck. Exactly. Yeah. It's bad. And I'm afraid that that is is sadly where we're heading. Um, But the liberty movement's still growing, man. And people are talking about these things more and more. So every single day, we become a bigger problem. And the bigger problem that we become, the less easy it's going to be for them to make us go away and for them to do it quietly. Um, so I think we're kind of past that point. If they want to make label libertarians as domestic terrorists and try to put us in concentration camps, there's way too many of us to do that. They don't even have enough government agents. Think about that. Government government employees are like 1% of the population or less. Uh, libertarians are more than that. So come come at me, bro. <laughs> but but that's kind of the – that's. I'll put it this way. Do you – do you think at some point it grows to the point where the federal government does what it always does? It uses appeasement. It's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll pass this legislation. Sure. And then you shut the fuck up and go off to the edge of the room. Look at what they've done with BLM and the NRA, gun owners of America, all of these organizations that people point to. 
that have gotten appeasement and then just shoved to the back of the fucking room. That will happen to us. And I think I think libertarians will just bend over and take it like everyone else has. I won't. Will you? Mm-mm. I know Brax won't. I, won't. I know Jenny won't. I don't know which libertarians you think will, but not the ones in my circle. Not the OKLP, not the veteran caucus, not the motherfuckers that I roll with, and not the ones you roll with either. So there might be some. You're right. The prags and the lefty, the lefty libertarians might bend over. Some of the newer libertarians might too, but there's no appeasing us. We know what we want, and we're going to not stop until we get it. Well, now, <clears throat> let me do this. Uh, let's say let's say here in a couple of weeks uh, at Reno, Mises gets their way, right? Like Mises gets their big takeover, and they get the chair, they get vice chair, and all this shit. They're, they're in ultimate power now. Number one, number one question is, what is their plan for the future? And number two, what's to prove that they're not just going to Will off and die now that they have supreme power, because that's every time we see this happen, something like this happens. They get in the power, nothing is done, and then they whittle away into the distance because they've already got what they want. <sighs> and, and I think there will be a little bit of that. But let me tell you right now that I am the example that you just spoke of, right? So last year, I was talking to Braxton about this last last night, but last year the OKLP was super active. We were hosting all these events, constantly protests and stuff, and I was kind of um, instigating most of that. Um, well, the last few months I've been focusing on running for chair. So I thought, I've been thinking about my speech. I've been thinking about how to um, you know, prepare a strategic plan and those sorts of things, right? And now I have it. And for this first you know month of being the chair, I've been like, well, shit, what am I doing now? Like I was focusing so much energy on getting here, I forgot how to like actually roll with it. So I think there will be some growing pains whenever they do win, and they will. Um, it might take them some time to kind of become active again and, and remember that there are bigger goals beyond that. Um, and honestly, dude, when I hear Angela McCardle speak, I like her a lot, but I don't think she's like got some incredible new plan that's just going to completely change liberty forever. Um, I think she's great. I think she'll do a fantastic job. Um, but I think that, you know, I think we might see that. I think they're focused really hard on getting there and maybe don't know what we're going to do, but I'm excited to see the messaging. I hope that libertarian messaging is fucking fierce after that. I think, uh, I think I might give you, I'll, I'll give you credit. I think, I think Mises has been more vocal about better messaging. And I think, I think um, like our, our LPTN's, uh, Tom's director is a, a big Mises guy, and I think the the communications and the 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 vocalness coming out of LPT and the official channels is fucking phenomenal. But I just think that a lot of people in Mises, and from what I've seen in my just just my experience in all of this, are more focused on the forest and are ignoring the trees, right? Mm-hmm. So. Or, or they're focused on the trees and ignoring the forest. Um, it, it's the forest for the trees, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, I think we're going to see Mises, if they win, take over. We're going to see two things happen. One, we're going to see Mises fracture. Because once you get into power, it's never right. right? Like, like whoever's in charge isn't correct. Never, especially in this party. Um, we'll see Mises, we'll see Mises fracture and then we'll see one fraction hold on for dear life and try to survive 
while the other kind of whittles away into nothing. I'm not going to make claims on which side's going to be which, who's going to be where. But I don't think this will be the victory long-term that Mises wants. I think it'll be, honestly, long-term, it'll be more detrimental to him than uh, a win. Huh. You that I, I see why you say that. I, I, I really do understand your points there. I don't know that I disagree at all. Um, my hope is that they win and then kind of that in them winning, the Libertarian Party becomes less divisive. Um, basically that because they win, we can stop worrying about it and just move on and be libertarians. That's my hope. But if that continues, I might leave the Mises caucus if that happens. If they basically are still pushing division after they win, I might reject it because that's that's going to be a problem. But um, Rich shared this link. Rich, we freaking miss you, man. When can you be on the damn show? <laughs> I miss the guy. But I'm glad you're still watching, man. But Yeah. I just I, – I, I... – I've done some soul searching. Like I did kind of come out and say that I supported Mises and I've kind of walked that back, especially after I seen what happened in LPPA with Michael Heiss jumping the gun and deciding it was more important to endorse someone for governor rather than take the time to bet someone. Um, and they ended up endorsing a fucking pedophile. Really? Oh yeah. You didn't hear about that. I did a whole expose on it. Like, so the guy that they endorsed for governor in LPPA um, has sex charges against them. Like, has he been convicted already? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah, this was years ago. Uh, it was indecent exposure to minors uh, under the age of 12. Hmm? Yeah, that was really fucking stupid, Michael Heiss. God. Dude, and I'm I, so- I think, Go ahead. And I think, I think, I, I may be wrong, I think either he... Or people closest to him have come out and said, yeah, he fucked up. But that just proves my point, though, right? It's more – right now it seems like it's more important about to to win the, the national level than to do the good work correctly the first time. When you endorse a fucking pedophile, you lose all credibility from it. I mean, take the time to – like, to how, how much money do you think it costs to run a background check on someone? It's like, what, 10 bucks? Yeah. Shit, it's free in most states. You can at least look up the state laws for free. Yeah, I mean, and you know, they also have really pushed Maj Teray really hard. And I used to like Maj, and I like him as like a voice. I'm glad he's out there, and I'm glad he's doing stuff. I don't like him as a libertarian. I think he overall makes the world more libertarian to an extent, but I think he has absolutely no right representing our ideals and our party. Um, so whenever Michael Heiss was speaking about him, I commented on Michael, like his Michael's uh. Facebook post, and I was like, uh, I've heard Maj Torre talk about bombing the shit out of China multiple times. He's a right-winger. He's you know pro-war. He's not a libertarian. Why would we endorse him? And Michael Heiss responded with, um, I, don't, I don't believe that that ever happened or something like that. And so I literally just screenshotted the tweets and showed him the receipts, you know? And it was so funny because like 50 people liked his comment against me and like nobody liked the, the images I shared. It was just like, oh, and then Michael responded and was like, um, yeah, he, he did used to be a little worse, but he's gotten better. And it's like, no, fuck you, dude. You're talking about the VP candidate for the LP. I don't want some fucking lackluster used to be good, but got better piece of shit. You need to send me the best libertarian we fucking got. So I'm with you, man. Michael Heiss needs to be careful. He wants to win too bad where he's putting bad people up and that's a problem. Yeah. Mosheray, I, I like what he says about gun policy, right? Like that's, you know, I think, I, I think he's right. I like guess, especially when he talks about black America owning firearms and how it needs to be 
black Americans should have a stronger gun culture because that's why yeah. they're having such problems. You need a stronger gun culture. However, he is an arrogant cocksucker, in my opinion. He like if you watch any of his stuff on YouTube, he has Natural. such a high level. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's pride. Like, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand being an asshole. Like I'm an asshole. However, uh, he's got a high level of arrogance to him. Like if you watch a lot yeah. of his content on YouTube, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I I bought a I bought a, a Barrett the other day, and you know, it's just it was okay. But you know, it was just like twelve thousand dollars. I don't care. Yeah. Man, fuck you. Yeah, and he he responds to his haters a lot, and like to me, that's a really anytime a a libertarian posts things that their haters say, I lose respect for them. I'm like, dude, you're not a victor because somebody was hated on you and you like told them in your comment section. Like, you're a loser for giving a shit about this and letting them get to you. And Maj is always getting in fights with people, man. He actually, blo- I think I'm still blocked on his main Instagram because of those Chinese tweets. Because I was like, bomb the shit out of China. Fuck you. You're like, you don't, you know, you can't, you don't be a warmonger and pretend to care about liberty. The other thing I hate about Maj, he's never called himself a libertarian. Not once. And I said that to Michael Ice too. I was like, show me a time he says I'm a libertarian. He does not. He won't say it. And he always says shit like, that's why we should vote libertarian and independent. He says that all the time. It's like he's he's lackluster. He's soft. He won't fully commit. So fuck that. Um, but yeah. you're right. He is arrogant, and I think he would embarrass us. And I would never give him a megaphone on behalf of our party. Yeah, there are really good libertarians that I know that have a high level of arrogance to them too. Like I, like I, I, my favorite people in this movement are the people that are the most humble, that like have a – a very good modicum of success and they're like i can't fucking believe i'm where i'm at like like you know i i don't i like that the level of uh like humility that some people have really astonishes me like they're like you know they're re- they do really well for themselves and they get a large voice out there and they're like i'm just some dude or i'm just yeah. some chick and it that's that speaks more volume to me than your reach because if you're if, I mean like Maj, for example, Maj Ture is an arrogant dickhead. You know who else, who, who else that reminds me of? Adam Kokesh. Adam Kokesh is an arrogant dickhead that thinks because he's got however many thousands or millions of people that follow him on Twitter, thinks he's he's too good for his own shit to stink. I know people that have, like, and I don't think Kokesh says anything extremely profound, right? Like, he's just repeating other shit that other people are saying, but he's doing it in Marine Corps fashion. He's just shouting at you. From across the room because I'm a fucking <laughs> marine, bro. And it's it's not impressive. It's not. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I've met him in real life, and I'm not a fan. I think he's. I don't think that he's a great person. But agreed, dude. Like, who who did we have on two weeks ago? The guy from with the bald guy from California. Which bald guy from California? Oh. He was the, you're talking about uh, I pulled the calendar here. He was You're young. talking about he had a young kid. He's running for um, city council. He talked about commuting really far away from his house. Kelly Carter. Well, that guy is what I'm talking about. That's the kind of person we need in charge. That's humble. That's somebody Kelly who's Carden. just an everyday guy who just wants to change things. Yeah, yeah, Kelly Carton. Kelly, yeah, Kelly Carton. Yeah. That dude. That's the kind of leader I would follow. I don't want somebody who wants to be a leader. I want somebody who wants to change things, and because they want to change things, they can lead. And he's somebody I could follow. Maj Ture, um, Adam Kokesh, yeah, fucking right. I'd rather chop my dick off. 
Yeah, the people that feel entitled to a leadership position are usually the ones that you've got to stay away from. Just the people it's who the one, you know, the people who crave it. But go ahead, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, no, but what, that's exactly where I was going, though. Like, the people who, who have this desire for power are almost always the ones that abuse it. It's the ones that, that really don't want that position, but they feel called and driven to it. Like, they've been – they feel pushed into that position that that if I don't do it, then who will kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I can, I can genuinely say that that's exactly why I'm the chair of the OKLP because – Last year, I wasn't the chair, and, you know, I I just feel like that's what it came to. And I think there's other people who would do a phenomenal job, um, but I felt like I was the person who should most – I feel like I was the most qualified to speak on our behalf. That's it. I don't think I'm the most qualified to organize our party, um, to do anything else, but I think I'm the most qualified to speak on our behalf. And to me, it's exactly like that. If, if not me, then who? And so – I just completely agree, man. And I, I think it's really easy to tell the difference between people who are trying to change things and do good things and the people who just want power. And there's so many of those, even in our movement. I, I like to think I'm a good judge of character. I'm usually not, but I, I like to think that I am. I think um, but I, I have, I have a, I usually try to analyze someone within, you know, first 10 minutes of a conversation. I try to, I try to break down who they are and kind of where they're coming from on their mindset. Right? Like I, I try to tell if they're full of shit or if they're a genuine person. Um, I meet I meet quite a few people going to events, uh, different state conventions, just being just going to different stuff across the country. Um, there are quite a few people I've met that I feel are super genuine. Um, you are one of them. Natalie Bruno is one of them. Like when when you meet her in person, she is one of those people that comes off as super genuine. What you see is what you get with her. And that's fan fucking tastic. That's amazing because uh, she, yeah, like NatalieBruno.com. But she, she is just who she is. Uh, she wants to change the world and she feels like she can do it. Um, and she just, she is who she is. Um, mm-hmm. I've met, uh, not, for example, another person who I feel is super humble. Like I've met Matt Ryan a few times in person. He's an awesome dude. I mean, he is who he is. Like he, he jokes around in person. He jokes around online. He, he's a good dude. Um, he is who he is, right? Like, he's not like some like, oh, I'm the fucking owner of Muddy Waters Media. Get the fuck out of my way. He's like, what's up, man? How you doing? Like, I'm Matt Wright. I'm just I'm just some little short dude running around. That's how, And that's how it should be, man. No matter what you accomplish in life, none of us are any better than anybody else. And until you understand that in life, you're pretty much never going to get anywhere or be happy. But... Dude, I hate I hate to do this because this is fucking one of the best conversations we've ever had. Maybe we need to not have guests more often, but I got to go, sadly. Well, let's uh let's see. Well, next week we have Matthew Whitlock coming on the show. He's running for uh city council or county commission up in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um so he's he's got some interesting stuff to cover. He's gonna he said he's got some breaking news he wants to break on the show about his opponent. Um some I guess some criminal charges that his opponent's trying to cover up. Um but yeah, so you know, if yeah, I'm better than you will, that's what Jeffrey says. Um <laughs> I oh, so, well she got his Hannah Cox's info, so you know she's she's better than me. Um she does everything. Yeah, she does it all. Um, so I just want to make a couple of big announcements. Uh, as it turns out, 
I will be going to Florida for election night this year. So November 8th, I will be doing election coverage from Florida this year. The the great sunny state of Florida, um, home of Florida man and Florida woman. Um, so we'll be doing that this year. So I'm super excited. I'm going to see if I can find a co-host in Florida in person to do that. Maybe we can get Mr. Will out there, get, get, a, get a good old reunion going down in Florida. What month is that? November. I'm down. Let's do it. it. I'm out of vacation time. I can take like a few days. I think we're just going to go for a night or two. Um, I can do that probably. There you go. Um, And then tune in. We got back. We're back up to four shows. We got Sunday nights. Uh, I'll be doing news again. uh, Sunday night. We got Monday night with episode two of our new show. Uh, Liberty 101, uh, Monday night's episode was fantastic. If you missed it, go back and watch it. Um, we've got, you know, Not A Real Veteran podcast on Wednesday nights. We got Not A Real Libertarian on Thursday nights. We got Matthew Whitlock going on next week, so come check that out. Uh, if you are looking at these episodes and you're thinking, I want to join this team, uh, email bootleglibertarian at gmail.com and let us know what you're interested in. I'm looking for a producer for a show. So if you think, hey, I have the ability to reach out to people, make connections, organize and coordinate events, reach out to me. Uh, I need help with with a show that I did once. It was the Coliseum. I need help with someone producing that show. So if you're like, hey, I want to produce the most violent debate format in libertarian circles on the Internet, uh, reach out bootleglibertarian at gmail.com or reach out to me on Facebook. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I'm, oh, hell. That'd be awesome. We could stay with Rich. That'd be too cool. Stay told now. But hey, I really got a roll, man, unfortunately. Well, go sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Love you guys. The best audience ever. OKLP.org. Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus on Facebook. Good night, good liberty, and you're not real libertarians. Peace.